Well, if we take a few services to start one minute early, that'll make up for the other times when we're a few minutes late. late. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's good to be in God's house. It's good to see each one of you. And we trust some more will come in throughout the service. The order of the service tonight, would like to do a little different. I thought we might even start doing a uh, prayer service, maybe the first Tuesday of each month. Uh, but I'd like to ask for your input on that. Uh, so the order of this service, if the Lord continues to lead, we'll sing some songs. We'll take up a prayer request, and uh, maybe I'll expound on a verse, kind of encourage your hearts in prayer, and then we'll have a season of prayer. How's that sound? Let's stand and ask God to minister to us in this service. Thank you once again, Lord, for the privilege to be here. Thank you, Lord, most of all, that you are here in our midst. We thank you that we have a reason to come. We thank you that we have a reason to sing, a reason to shout, a reason to have hope and joy and peace in our hearts, a, a reason to talk to the world about their soul and their condition, and a reason to encourage them to prepare their hearts for eternity. We pray, Lord, that you would just continue to move among us as you did last Tuesday in the revival service. We ask that you would just continue uh, to stir our hearts. We don't want to get settled back down. We don't want to find ourselves in a place of uh, mediocreness, a place of just uh, cooling off. We don't want to become lukewarm. We don't want to become unthankful, unappreciative, Lord. We, we're so thankful for what you've begun and so thankful for what you have been doing and have done in the past. And we ask that you would just continue to work. We welcome you, blessed Holy Spirit, and especially in this service. Move upon our hearts, we pray. Bless those who are here. Bless those who may still be on their way and those who couldn't come tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I wonder if anyone has a special uh, song or a note of praise, a testimony on your heart. Amen. Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was telling somebody about Brother Mike the other day. I said he just wants to be in church anytime he can. I said he doesn't get enough, and anytime he's off work, he's driving over to another state to try to get some more services. <laughs> Amen. I enjoy doing that. One person told me, they said, uh, I just don't get it. Why you run around all these revivals? What's the point? Is one revival at your home church enough? I said, well, I said, I guess maybe I'm just getting ready for heaven. <laughs> Amen. Anyone else with a testimony for the Lord or a song upon your heart or a chorus? 137. Hundred and thirty-seven. We'll understand it better. Amen. I'm a little rusty on this tune, so help me out. <clears throat> One hundred and thirty-seven. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry, I got the wrong key. 
Oh, that's all right. Tossed and driven on the restless sea of time, from bird-sized palindromes we'll see. a perfect day in the midst of all the way. We will understand it better by and by. By I've sung that one, but that's good, isn't it? I always like songs that talk about overcoming. They don't match up to what a lot of the modern songs talk about. They talk about defeat. <laughs> and I guess if you live a life of defeat, those other songs would appeal to you. But I like to have the appealing songs of overcoming by the power of His blood. Amen. 
Anyone else with a chorus or a song or a testimony on your heart? 396. 396. Amen. Good song to prepare our hearts for prayer. testimonies a little bit later on. I wanted to share a passage of scripture. I know I've shared this before. It just doesn't get old with me. And I think it would help draw our hearts to prayer this evening. It comes from Acts chapter 6. 
Acts chapter 6. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for another opportunity to gather in your house. As we read this passage, we pray that you would prick our hearts with the things that you would like to teach us. Let the truths uh, stick out to our understanding. Manifest your spirit and your way and your will to our hearts tonight. As we read this, these next few moments, we pray that you would grip us with your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 6, beginning to read at verse number 1. I just want to read through a few of these verses for you. It says, in, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, and said, It, it, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men, of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Procreus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when he had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And the scripture goes on there, talking about the things that God was doing, and uh, I am always encouraged when I read in the book of Acts or any place in the gospel where hearts were stirred and people were obedient to the faith and following and just walking in whatever God has chosen them to do. And I guess maybe you could look at this passage and you could say, well, there were people who they didn't want to leave the ministry of the word, so they dedicated other people to do things so that they weren't sidetracked from ministering of the word. But I think the truth that I'd like to glean out of this passage, if the Lord would direct us to, is just verse number four, and I've shared it before. Uh, I don't think we could look at this passage too many times or be drawn to the place of prayer too much. But in verse number four, he says, the response there of the men, he says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And I know here what he's saying is that uh, they didn't want to be sidetracked. There were other things that need to be done, but they didn't want to be sidetracked. And really the message here that's being carried on is, we can't do everything. One person or uh, two or three people, they can't do everything in the ministry. And God has blessed us in a body of Christ to be able to come together. And each thing that a person does is just as important as anybody else in the body of Christ. And uh, I ran across, I think I was sharing with Daryl, I ran across a, a person I respect. Uh, and they shared a message uh, on the importance of making sure that the pastor doesn't get sidetracked in maintenance of the church. They said the pastor should not be involved in maintenance of the church. That will sidetrack him. That will divert him from his calling. And uh, I listened to it with respect. Uh, but my response was, I, I think the Lord has called me to maintenance of the church. 
I think the Lord has called us to fill in as we're able to. And I don't believe that God blesses a person with a skill set just to set on a shelf and let it go dusty somewhere. And uh, many of you have a talent in the line of music. And uh, I've appreciated those of you who have uh, exercised your talents for the Lord and invested your time, invested your energy uh, in the skills that God has blessed you with. You don't just, uh, you know, a talent of music. Uh, I know that some people are blessed with an ear for music, and I have an ear, I guess, I can play by ear, and uh, I've said maybe most instruments if I had it long enough and need to play a song, I can figure out how to play it, except I'm not sure about the saxophone, there are, I'm not even sure where he puts his fingers on that thing with all the buttons. But all that to say that God has called us and he's blessed us with talent, we are to use our talent, and uh, there's, I believe, uh, a whole job is, no matter what your 
uh, job environment is, whether you work for yourself, if you're self-employed, if you, if you work for someone else, if you have a, a job, whatever it is, whatever atmosphere you find yourself in, whatever the daily tasks of life are, you can give yourself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Uh, the Bible says to pray without ceasing, and that doesn't mean that we always stay in the closet of prayer, that we starve ourselves out until we vanish and die. That doesn't glorify God. What glorifies God is people spending time in prayer in His presence, receiving the glory, receiving the promise of the Holy Spirit, the boldness, the power, the glory that shines forth, and then taking it to the world and letting it shine. And uh, when I was younger, I always thought it would be neat to be a monk, uh, to, to be in a monastery somewhere. And I knew I didn't have the lineage in that degree, but I admired those who got away from the world. I thought, wouldn't that be easier? You wouldn't have all the temptations of this life. You wouldn't have all the billboards, all the things that's trying to be pushed in your face, all the music of the world. But you just go out to a place out in the country, and the only people that you'd see on a day-to-day -day basis would be other people who are there just to study God's Word, just, just to be ministered to. But as I began to read the Scriptures, I found out that is not what God has called His people to do. God has called His people to live in the world, not of the world, but in the world. How else is the world going to see the truth, the true gospel? So I trust that this passage speaks to you, and as we uh, prepare our hearts to go in prayer, uh, think about this message, the, the continuity of this passage is saying, give ourselves, give ourselves. You know, God doesn't take anything that's not His. He doesn't sanctify anything that's not consecrated to Him. God will never push His way into a, a person's heart. God will never take a person's possessions away from them. Uh, they have to dedicate their self and their things and their abilities and their skills and their time. They have to give that to the Lord. It's kind of like the word uh, submission. And uh, people think of uh, a tyrant, someone who is uh, a wicked ruler, who beats his subjects uh, into subjection. But that really, you, there's no such thing. When you submit yourself to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, I want you to be the boss. And what happens when there's a wicked ruler who moves everyone with fear to obey him and to be quiet and not to say anything contrary to his will... That's different because people aren't serving Him with their will. But with the Lord, we have to submit ourselves and submit our ways and our thoughts and submit our talents and submit our resources to the Lord. And so we can choose to do this. People of 2021, uh, right here in Dayton, coming from all the different areas that we come from, we can give ourselves, to give ourselves, to dedicate ourselves continually, not just sporadically, not just on occasion, I think God moves in the revival way that we know of it when people give themselves continually to the Lord. I think that's what we'll have to do. I think it'll take more than just gathering here for a prayer meeting once a week or twice a week. I think it takes more than that. It, it takes living in the spirit of prayer. It takes abiding in Him and being submitted to His will, not just those special times of, uh, Lord, I want Your will to be accomplished, and Lord, I want to see You do this, and Lord, I want You to move in this way or in that way and I'm glad for those things that bring us to the point where we realize we can't make any more progress without His Spirit helping us and that's really how we should live we should live with the awareness that we can't live in victory without God's presence we can't win souls without God's presence we won't have the boldness we won't have the words without His Holy Spirit being with us
but to give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Not just to the ministry of the Word, and not just to prayer, but to prayer and the ministry of the Word. And I've never met a true prayer warrior that has not been a minister of the Word in some form or fashion. And I've never been a true minister of the Word. I've never seen a person or met a, a true minister of the Word that's not a real prayer warrior and spends, times in, spends time in prayer. The two go together. You can't have one without the other. But I thought it would be good if we would take, take time and we could lift some prayer requests uh, and spend a season of prayer and maybe close with some other songs and testimonies. I wonder if anyone has any special prayer request on your heart tonight. Thank the Lord that He hears our hearts cry, doesn't He? Praise the Lord. Anyone else with a testimony or a song on your heart? Praise the Lord. Good. Anybody else? Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. Thank the Lord. Sometime would do us good just to make a list. If you could, take time to make a list and add to it as you think of things. All the many blessings that God has put around you, that surround your life, that give you the abilities to do what you can and give you the health and the world as creation around us and His help, sustaining strength. Amen. I was just touched again this evening by the privilege the opportunity, the design that God has set up for us to be able to communicate with Him. That's a miracle, really, if you think about it. Being able to talk to the Lord, being able to hear Him talk to us, being able to be ministered to out of His Word, us little uh, mortal flesh down here can be in tune with the God of all the universe and have an uninterrupted line with Him. That's a miracle. And I thank the Lord for prayer. Praise His name. Anyone else? Anything else on your heart before we dismiss?
I thought that kind of sounded familiar. Have you sung it before in here? Years ago. Okay. That last part of the chorus, Jesus, my Lord, that sounds familiar from somewhere. I'm not sure where I've heard that. I like that. Amen. Maybe you'll have to write us a course book. <laughs> Amen. Anything else on anybody's heart? Jesus' name.